Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show is Sheena Lakodia of Living Lean coming to you from Orinda, California. Sheena, how are you today? What's going on? I'm doing great. It's a beautiful sunny day here in California, and I'm really excited to talk with you today. I wish I could say it was a beautiful sunny day here in New York, but we don't have very many of those, Sheena. It's a, it's a little bit less sunny here on this side of the country. I'm jealous, but Sheena, obviously we're here to talk about the business. Living Lean is your one-on-one training business. But before we get into the strategies and the tactics and, and the business that you run day to day, talk to us a little bit about what made you want to start this whole thing in the first place. How did we get here today? Well, so I, I've always loved fitness and I've been in fitness for years and years and years. Um, and I became an instructor because actually, can we start? Yep. So you became an instructor. Wait a second. I want to start. I want to just, um, I wanted to start from something else. Hang on. Okay. Um, let's see. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. So what I'll do, Sheena, I'll do, I'll make that same loud clap and I'll, I'll just start us from scratch. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good. All right. Yeah. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I will be your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us on the show is Sheena Lakodia of Living Lean, coming to you from Orinda, California. Sheena, how are you today? What's going on? Well, it's, it's really sunny here in California, and I'm really happy to be here with you today. All right. We are, I'm excited to have you. I'm excited to, to explore the ins and outs of Living Lean and, and how you operate on a day-to-day basis. Before we do that, Sheena, talk to us a little bit about how this whole thing got started, right? What made you want to start Living Lean in the first place? Well, you know, I actually have a whole personal story that that sits behind this. Um, when I was in fifth grade, I was kind of lanky and, and not very athletic. Um, I kind of realized that I was the slowest runner in my, my class. And this kind of had a huge um, impact on my self-esteem. When I was 18, um, I felt like, okay, I need to get in shape. So I joined 24-Hour fist Fitness and... I really loved it because I really enjoyed being in the class and not having anybody judge me. And I was actually, I felt like I was successful in fitness. Um, Then I became an instructor and began to teach a lot of in major clubs in California. And I taught, I taught fitness classes throughout my college career Um, at UC Davis. I was majoring in genetics and I was teaching classes as well at the rec center and at Cornell, um, I was getting my degree in nutrition, my graduate degree, and I was teaching for the graduate students. Um, and then I worked in many medical diagnostic companies. And, and throughout that um, experience, I was, I'd been teaching classes as well. 
And then in 2017, I started the Living Lean program. Um, and the way it started, I was teaching a spin class at a small club. And one of my students came to me and said, I've been spinning in your class for three times a week for the last two years. And I've been eating really well, but I'm still gaining weight. Can you help me? So I designed a program. Of course I can help you. <laughs> exactly. Right? I, well, I designed a program. I, I wasn't really sure how it would work, but I did design a program um, that would calculate her body fat percentage because she was worried about weight. And I know that, you know, when you're measuring weight, it's really hard to tell because you're measuring water, you're measuring muscle, um, weight gain, you know, changes day to day. So um, I, I designed a program that measures her body fat percentage. Um, and I had her come in two times a week. I did workouts with her and I measured her body fat percentage. I also gave her um, a customized eating plan. So I sat down with her and said, you know, what do you eat now? What would you, what can you give up? What can't you give up? And I designed um, the entire eating plan for her that I thought would help her. And um, after three weeks, she had lost 15 pounds um, on the scale oh. and she'd lost considerable Good. amount of body fat, body fat. Yeah. And then I, yeah. and then another client who had type two diabetes came up to me and said, look, I have, um, I have diabetes and um, I saw what happened with Gwen and I would like to try your program as well. So with her, um, I did the same thing. And in three weeks he lost 22 pounds. So um, then I, I started my business in my house. Um, so everybody yep. from that gym started to come to my house and work out. Um, and um, the business took off from my house. Um, and okay. then, yeah, so that's really where it started. It started in my house. Yeah, which is how so many gym owners in our space get started, right? We don't automatically go from zero clients to 100 200 clients, we have to start somewhere and from home makes that a whole lot easier. And so you started working with these clients. We definitely got them results clearly for our understanding. This is in the one-on-one -on -one space, correct? The, the personal training space. Yes. It's one-on-one. -on -one. Okay. And, and so Sheena, to get us to today, right? We've, we've gone through a whole lot over the years. Talk to us about your experience being a business owner, how have things been over the last few years? Um, it's been, it's been very exciting. Um, it's been exciting, basically helping people to change their lives. Um, and it's, it's been, it's been great. I've really enjoyed it. I've enjoyed hiring trainers and working with them and developing them to help um, my clients. And um, it's been excellent. I've had, you know, basically I started, as I said, in my house. And then um, as the business grew, I was able to open a commercial location um, in, uh, in Oakland, which was really exciting. Um, and then I also moved into Danville and had another location. And the Danville location was basically set up to work with um, a physician at Kaiser so he called me, he said, you know, I've learned about the Living Lean program and um, my patients are, you know, they all need to lose weight. 
So I would love for you to help us. Um, and so in conjunction with Kaiser, I opened the Danville location and uh, patients were coming there and working with me. So that was very exciting as well. Yeah. And, and so it's, it's evolved over the years, right? It grew from beyond your home into a commercial space. Tell us a little bit about the, the service or the, the people that you are serving. Who is, who is this for? Who's the kind of target demographic that we're looking at? Yeah, it's really, um, it can be anyone. So most of the people I see, and I'm not sure if it's because I live in Arinda, but it's mainly 50, people that are 50 and over. So anyone over 50, that's kind of the major group that I've been seeing. But I have worked with kids as well, um, starting at the age of seven. So all the way from age seven, all the way up to my, my um, oldest client was 91. So it really works yeah. across the gamut. Yeah. And, and so uh, obviously we, the beauty of personal training is that we can tailor it to the individual, right? We don't have a, a set demographic that we're looking for. And so for you, here we are in, in 2022, coming to the end of the first quarter. What is your goal here moving forward? Are we trying to bring on new clients now? Yeah, I mean, my goal is really um, to take this this idea, this concept that enables people to become healthier and, and bring it to different places. Like for example, let's talk about healthcare. Um, I think it'd be really valuable for healthcare to be able to offer this to their patients. Um, for example, the, the people that I, ha I help the individual with diabetes to overcome that disease. And then I helped you know, other individuals to overcome other diseases and helped people with obesity. These are all major issues in the healthcare arena. So I, I think that this would be very helpful for healthcare, um, but also just individuals in general, anybody who needs to lose weight can. Um, and you know, I think the major difference between this program and other programs is really um, that people are developing new habits. And that's, that's really what, you know, there's fitness and doing it, but then there's living it and living it is different. And that's where, that's why I call this a lifestyle training program. Yeah. And, and that's really what it's about, right? It's more than just the one hour a day that people are working out. It's 23 other hours that makes the biggest impact for them. So you mentioned that we're looking to, to find new clients here. Sheena, talk to us a little bit about how you've done that historically. What's the best way for you to find new people to filter into this service? Well, so recently, I mean, actually throughout my business, I've been um, in the local newspaper and I've had, you know, ads in the paper and I write a fitness tip. So everybody can read those tips and learn about fitness um, and how to be healthy. So I've had, um, you know, I just started with advertising and then it's really word of mouth. Um, you know, people do well, they have incredible results and they tell their friends. Um, so it's, a, it's at the point now where I have a lot of people that know about living lean. Um, and I think my, my next goal is really to help people that don't know about it 
to, to learn more about it. And that would be people all over the country. Um, yep. So, yeah, so I'm working with, um, um, I, I'm working to have a store on Amazon where I'll be selling my cookbook. Um, and I think that that's going to be um, really exciting and a good way to get the word out to the rest of the world. Sure. And, and so it sounds like, it's taken on a little bit more of a digital focus, right? I mean, at the last decade or so, fitness isn't location tied. We have the ability to work with people all over the world, all over the country, whatever that market may look like. And so is your focus more in online training now? Um, I have been doing, about 20% has been online. Um, I have, through the pandemic, I was able to train the entire time um, because what I was doing is just training one person at a time and I would sit across the room and we had masks on and they would continue to do their workout. So I, I have been training one-on-one -on -one in that way, but I've also been on Zoom, which has been extremely helpful. You're correct in that, you know, it enables us to train anywhere, from anywhere, anyone. So, Yeah. Yep. And, and so, I mean, that, that opens up an entirely new discussion of how we find clients, right? Suddenly it's not geographically tied, but more digital. And, and so for you moving forward, Sheena, what's the, the, the bigger picture goal? Do you have, a, is it a number of clients? Is it a revenue goal? Is it a number of people that you help? What's the, what's the kind of targets that we're shooting for with this? Yeah, I mean, so my goal is to, um, with my presence on Amazon, to extend my businesses out to, you know, multiple people all over the world. Um, I think that um, I'd like to start a site that has multiple channels with multiple trainers um, that do exactly what I do with the entire program, the fitness, the menu, uh, planning, the menu review, the consultation, everything on that platform, um, and then just launch it to, you know, other countries, um, the United States. I mean, anybody who, who would be wanting to become healthier could do it and then maybe partner with healthcare organizations that want to help their patients to become healthier. Yep. And, and so, Sheena, looking forward, I think, I mean, we talk about short-term goals and we talk about long-term goals. For you in the big picture, how large do you think that you can take this? Um, you know, I, it's so funny that you asked that because, you know, most marketeers, they're always uh, forecasting and for some reason, I am the way I think about things is just person by person. Um, I know that in focusing on just the people I'm working with and quality and what I'm delivering, um, that I know there'll be an avenue for me to help millions of people. It's just a matter of letting people know that it exists. And I think that's where I need to really focus is on you know, letting people know that what this is, because it doesn't really fit into the traditional fitness model. It is kind of a new model, these, these four aspects of it. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, and, and I think mainly talk to, I want people to learn about 
like increasing metabolism. And that, that is really what is the difference between this and traditional weight loss and fitness programs. Yeah. And, and that's a necessity in the marketplace, right? People need this sort of service now more than ever. And, and I think you're doing tremendous work. Sheena, I mean, we, we could explore the ins and outs of the, the intricacies of the service that you provide all day, but we'll have to save that for another podcast here. Before we start to wrap this whole thing up, though, I want to give you the chance to, to shout out either some social media or a website or where people can go to learn a little bit more about you, what you do. What resources are there for people to learn about your business? Well, my website is, um, the, is www.livingleanprogram.com. Um, and that's pretty much the main place. And my phone number is on that place. Um, I'm going to be on Amazon, but I'm not yet on there. I'll be there probably in the next couple of weeks. I'll have my cookbook on there. Um, but mainly, yeah, my website is the main place. All right. Fantastic. Well, Sheena, I mean, this for me, this has been a whole bunch of fun. I always really enjoy the opportunity to learn about entrepreneurs and their businesses and, and how they operate and grow over time. I really appreciate you coming on and, and you contributing to the podcast and, and we'll have to check in with you down the road to see where this business takes you. How does that sound? That sounds great. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Sheena, thank you. To everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you want to be notified or if, excuse me, if you want to come on to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer and make more money, Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now let's head into the next interview. Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to gym owners who are in the trenches doing work, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guests, owners of Mid-Cape Athletic Club in South Yarmouth, Massachusetts, Bob and Jen Majeski. How are you doing today? We're great. Very good. Awesome. Awesome. Excited to have you guys on. Uh, little pre-podcast chat. It's got me all pumped up, ready to rock and roll. So tell us about mid cape athletic club you got a lot going on there give us the lowdown hmm. jen go ahead <laughs> i just pointed to you <laughs> um i can start sure so i'm the third generation here um so this family has or this business has been in our family since 1977 so more of the history is where he'll have to take over but i've been here for well, obviously my entire life, <laughs> but working behind the scenes and being on staff for the last five years, um, currently acting as director of operations. I'm also a coach and instructor at the gym. 
Um, so yeah, obviously I grew up here. It's my, my home away from home. I'm here probably more than I would like to admit, but <laughs> I love it. It's family. This is where, you know, I've always, I've always known to love to be. Yep. Yeah. So that as far as I recruited Jen, like she said, five years ago, she had a good job up in Boston and then, um, was re was lived there for a while, then moved back to the Cape, and then was kind of commuting. And it was a, a tough commute from Cape Cod to Boston, hour and a half each way almost. And so that was a lot of her time. So I made a great offer of, I can probably pay you half of what you make <laughs> if you come over with me, uh, but you'll have a 10 minute commute as opposed to an hour and a half, you know, three hours each day. Of, of course, the money was not the uh, draw at all. It was the, the fact that one, taking over, because that, at that moment I had, it was previously partners, and then I became by myself, and then kind of recruited her over, knowing she could see the, the future of, okay, I get my foot in the door, and then I'm uh, first one out of, I have four children, and so she's Oof. the first one to kind of be entrenched in the business on a full-time basis. So that's a good foot foothold for the future. Yeah, for sure. So as far as the, the facility goes, tennis is a big deal for you at nine tennis courts, uh, facilities somewhere around 70,000 square feet. Talk me through the other offerings uh, besides the, uh, the bread and butter, you know, tennis club aspects. Yeah, we have a full proliferation of, uh, offerings like you said it did start with six courts and then as time went on we changed over and put five racquetball courts on one tennis court so then we had five courts and five racquetball but then racquetball went down and so on what we did when the racquetball surge ended we double decked many of the racquetball courts and each one of those became big as far as uh, you know, one became a spinning studio another one became one. pardon I'm sitting in one right now. Became an office. Yes, some became offices, um, and then the upstairs became freeway areas. And so, rather than like a one big room, which many gyms are, it's what I like about ours is a whole bunch of separate rooms. Which is, uh, then you can have your. It's like your own private studio when you're working out. You go in there, it might be all of you and one other person in there, but there's like six different rooms that you can go to. And each one has almost like a different, you know, there's a whole cardio, there's all stretching area, there's all free weight area, there's selectorized machines. So it's a, a, a variety of offerings in that. And then one huge uh, studio for Zumba and aerobics and all the, and yoga. And that's where Jen's expertise is more or less, she's does most of the, all the upstairs programming and I'm more of a tennis programming and uh, racket sports programming and so the good thing about that is we don't overlap we just kind of complement each other on our on our offerings and that's a, a good thing to do as far as cohesiveness in the environment yeah absolutely so it's like having you know five or six separate gyms all under one roof where if you you don't have to kind of mix and mingle but you might see different people in passing but the the spinning people have their own area. They're not just some bikes in the middle of, you know, some free weights or every, right. everything is, you know, kind of compartmentalized, but 
with your different membership offerings, potentially somebody could do any or all of the things you have if they wanted to. Exactly. Yeah, definitely a, a one-stop shop to a, a very high degree, more so than even than a lot of places with the, the racket sports added in. So as far as timeline goes, um, at, at earlier in the life of the gym, was it strictly racket sports and there were none of the other, no free weights, no selectorized, any of that? Was it originally just only uh, tennis and racquetball? It was just, yeah, six tennis courts. When we bought it, it was six tennis courts. And um, it was my my brother, my father bought the business, and then uh, my brother and I ran it because my father was here with my mom, and it was just real, really family run. But my brother and his wife ran the we had a, a we called it a figure salon back there in the seventies, and just kind of little exercise and glory little that area. I taught tennis every summer throughout college and then this became my full-time job was teaching tennis when we reopened this and so then um yeah so it was just purely tennis then we just started adding different things on uh especially the fitness and the Nautilus equipment and things like that because that was my brother's side of the family kind of he had that fitness thing and I had the tennis thing so it was very slowly branching out and then as trends go on and that's one of the things in the fitness business you got to keep your finger on the pulse of what's going on and just be ready to like we want to be the first and best in each one so any trends yes you might make a mistake yeah we have all these different things oh no that's not the way to go and so yeah we had you know we also try and do spa aspects of it we had tanning beds several of them and realized oh no this is not the way to go as far as uh, the health wise, it's not the best thing for your body. So then we slowly eliminate that kind of stuff. So there is trial and error, but it's it just a matter of keeping on the cusp of what's trending. Yeah, for sure. So did the big shift towards the adding in the, the fitness, um, when you kind of took over some of the racket, uh, racquetball courts and adding more of the fitness and training things, was that like, 80s going into 90s where it started to shift a lot i know a lot of things have changed along the way but timeline wise is that when the biggest shift happened there yes probably when yeah the racquetball was in the late 80s and stuff when we added all those yeah then um and then we started double decking as as court time we just had dead too much dead space and then we just started um just all right let's we we needed we could see the influx of the fitness business being stronger. So we just really started just taking over and just putting more equipment in and, you know, and then the programming, that's one of the things I think is very vital, which is, is just like I said before, being on the cusp of what's the trending, but helping people, they're reluctant. They don't know, but either way, let's try this together. So it's more of a group effort for us and members uh, trying to work forward to try and see what we can develop here. Got it. Got it. So as far as you guys now being this one-stop shop, all encompassing, like really on the cutting edge of fitness and having all these offerings, how long would you say it's been since you could, you know, comfortably say like, Hey, we basically have everything. Has it been 10 years? Has it been 15 years? Like how long would you say you you'd feel comfortable saying like, Hey, we're, we're there. We're at the forefront. We have all the major offerings you could be looking for. 
Jen, you got an answer on that one? <laughs> well, I, it's funny. I was going to say, I don't know if we've ever felt that way because I feel like we're always looking into the future and knowing that things are going to change. I don't know if we've ever settled onto that yet. Um, I'm comfortable saying that there's something here right now for everyone, especially if you are a tennis player or if you're an active family. Um, but yeah, I think we're always looking for for looking forward into the future for what else we will be able to offer someday. So it's it's kind of always evolving. So I'm not sure if I've ever said we felt like that it's just, we're, we're just stagnant. You know, we kind of always think of like, thriving and, and bringing on new things and always wanting more and not just being in this like survival settled mode. Um, so, so you're, you're not, you're not at ever at any point, just resting on your laurels, so to speak. You're always trying to make sure that, that you don't get caught, uh, you know, asleep at the wheel, so to speak. Right. But, all right. There is a sense of satisfaction of what we have, but we're, we'll never be fully satisfied knowing right. that there's more to be. The future holds. You never know what the future holds, but we, the, yes, I'm very happy with what we have and the community we've created. And But by doing that, you can't rest on your laurels because you, there's always someone going to be trying to attack or just do better than you. And our goal is to be better than them before they're better than us. So we're just constantly pushing ourselves to to be what we are awesome awesome love that so the the tennis is a is a huge part of your business um but you have all these other things so when it comes to new people walking in the door on any sort of a regular basis do you have any any idea of how many people come in specifically looking for tennis versus people coming in looking for another form of of fitness, health, and wellness, like how that splits up? It's very 50-50. Um, yeah, it, it really depends on the time of year. It depends on, you know, like in January, we get a lot of the fitness people. In the summer, we'll get some more tennis people. So it really depends. Definitely 50-50. Um, but I think like overall, our, our message for anyone coming in the door is that we will take care of you and we have something for you, something brought you in here. And that's always usually the hardest part is just getting in. The tennis people are a little bit of an easier sell <laughs> than the fitness people. There's just more, there's less competition on with tennis. Um, and the fitness people it's, there's, you know, there's other box gyms that we're competing with. So, yeah. So on the, I want to look at these from two separate sides on the tennis side. When people come in, is it, and excuse my ignorance here if I miss something, um, but is it basically if, if somebody comes in for tennis, is it really like, hey, how much access do you want and do you want coaching or not have coaching? Are there many other ways that that can go on the tennis side? Yeah, the, some, it all depends. Yeah, we assess whoever it is is coming in. If this person has played a lot and they're just looking for people, one of the things we try and do is really promise them to, we'll get you involved as much or as little as you want to do it. If you want to play once a week, we got you covered. If you want to play every day, we can we can accommodate. We can give you the name. We What we usually do is hit with one of the pros. We have probably, I think, five to eight pros. And we let, we'll bring you in and hit with you to see where you are at this moment. Then 
we'll have a, here's a list of people that you can play with, or we get you involved in leagues. And that's where, as I was saying, programming in the fitness end as, as well as the tennis end, that's where our forte is. And many people, they don't, they're reluctant to, I don't, I don't know anybody. I don't, I don't know what to do. He said, well, well, I'll hold your hand and I'll bring you to, here's some people and I'll give you a list of three names. Here's, and then trying to put them in with different people, different groups. Then once they start meeting them, then they become more comfortable and then they, then they keep on going. And that's one of the, the sociability of both fitness and the tennis is one of the fortes. When you come into the club, it's like you're walking into someone's family room. It's not, it's not stagnant at all. It's like little couches here, TVs there, and you feel that's what people are telling. Like, I just feel like I'm just walking into how, yes. And then, and then when they finish playing, sit around, have a cup of coffee, have a beer, have a whatever. And they, then they start socializing, meet other people. And, and so many claim how this is one of the focal points of their lives. They've met some of their best friends they've met. And it's mainly that aspect that keeps people coming back on a real regular basis. And that we've really enhanced their life in not just their, physicality but in the sociability of of what they're doing all right cool so on top of what i have laid out the big other things are you you offer assessments for people in tennis and in matching up you know with the pros and also you have leagues but you're fostering a community in and above just people coming in and out and playing or being coached you're you're trying to keep this you know uh, ecosystem in and of itself going and really turning this into, I think um, in economics now, they call it somebody's third place, right? Everybody has their first and second, right? You get your house or your home and work for most people. And then, yeah. you know, a Starbucks, for instance, for some people is their third place, but the the healthy third place is mm -hmm. the athletic club. Yeah. Exactly. And they can grab some coffee there too. So what the heck? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Perfect. So on the fitness side, if somebody comes in, they don't really have any interest in tennis. I'm sure some of those people probably eventually they just see it and they decide they want to try it at some point and like it. But if somebody comes in and they don't know what they're looking for in fitness, you have a lot of options. Somebody comes, they show up to the desk and they're like, hey, you know, whether I just moved into town or whatever, I've been on the couch for two years because of COVID. What does that intro process look like? And, and how do you get people integrated into your fitness side of things? Yeah, it's very, it's, it's similar to tennis in the sense that um, we're getting to know them. We're asking questions. We're having sit down conversations. Um, it's not just come in, join, and then we're done with you. We really want to understand what brought them in and what they're looking for and making sure that we meet their expectations. So whether it's setting them up with the trainer for a assessment, or if it's getting them in, introduced to the instructor that day or whatever it is, like we're making sure that we're following up with them and holding their hand for the, the first couple of weeks and just making sure that they're, you know, they're getting introduced to the people that they, you know, are looking for, or just making sure that they're setting themselves up for success and we're doing everything we can to enhance their success. Okay. And is that, that onboarding process, that initiation process with new people on the fitness side, is it choreographed? Are there certain checkpoints that are already laid out that you try to hit with new people? Or is it more on the side where it's organic and just having a handle of who's new and staying in touch with them and, 
and letting them find their own way a little bit and just giving them some bumpers, which way does that lean for you? It really depends on the person and the personality and what they're looking for. But for them, for, for us, we really want to kind of overdo it and make sure that we're touching them like every day and just reaching out every day and just saying like, we're here, just making sure if, if you want this or not, it's here. So like if it's whether, like I said, like setting them up, every new member gets a meeting with the trainer one-on-one, -on -one, no pressure, no obligation to, you know, to train. It's more or less just getting you introduced and getting a feel for what you're looking for. And then we have somebody in membership who is constantly following up and then maybe even reaching out and saying, Hey, do you have a friend you want to bring in or whatever it is for them that is going to help them feel good being here? Perfect. You kind of you went right into the next thing that I wanted to ask. We, you know, I, it sounds out of order, but I always like to get a feel of what onboarding looks like before I ask, hmm. how, how are most people finding you and ending up at the facility? Is it, are you actively advertising? Are you doing a lot of marketing? Is it solely word of mouth and referrals? How do you get new bodies walking in the door or calling you, emailing you saying, Hey, I'm interested. Yeah. A lot of it is word of mouth. Some people, it's just a quick search, um, but for the most part, actually, we ask that to everybody that comes in, and a lot of people will actually be like, you know what, I don't even know. I, I don't even know how I found you. I can't remember. So it's not like, I'm like, oh, gosh, now I don't know if my radio is working or if the, you know, the ads are working or social media, but I think that for the most part, it's somebody I know goes here and they recommend it. I give it a try. So it's usually word of mouth. Okay. You mentioned, you know, radio ads, social media. So at different times, are you are you actually budgeting and doing advertisements in different areas and kind of in some sort of rotation or timeline? Not necessarily. It's more just like to me, the radio ads and the social media posts are more for our members that are already existing. Um, it's not so much to get a new member. It's more of just building and expanding the community that we've already created and hoping that people feel proud when they hear that or they see that and they can share it to the people that they know. Cool. So it's community building and brand awareness on yeah. that aspect more so. Right. And then you mentioned that it sounds like it's at least top of mind for people when you're especially having these initial activation touch points, integration into the community, that it is top of mind that you're asking people, hey, are you having a good time? Do you like it? Yeah, cool. Do you know anybody else? Yeah. You know, our, you know we love you, right. right? So you probably have friends that are like you. You know anybody that wants to come in? Yeah. It's, 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 it's top of mind. It's something that I wouldn't want to call it rehearsed, but it sounds like it's something where you put a lot of stock into once you find somebody who's a good member, trying to get them to bring friends, family, coworkers, whatever that may be, that's the, the big needle mover for you there? Yes. Yeah. And yeah, we, the referral I, program is good. Yeah. It's, it's essential. And we, because many, most people like working, like it takes, it's not easy just working out by yourself all the time. So you're having that other person holding you accountable is, is a very good thing. And that's where, we, we try and really emphasize that. And we even have a whole referral program. You know, if you do bring someone in, we have little presents for them to try and to celebrate the fact that they're bringing other people in here. And, and a lot of it, like I said, word of mouth and people just driving by. We're on a fairly busy road. And you know, I've been driving by here for years. I decided to stop in. They're good for you. And then it's amazing 
all the little those little things but like the and sometimes the radio ads or, or cable ads we do have them mainly a lot of it's because a lot of it where our members are the reps and they keep on putting pressure while they're here all the time so i better because otherwise they might quit because they can't afford it, so i have to buy the ads through this person so many times we've done that right there and then uh, just to satisfy them and then someone will bring up and not usually someone coming in off the street some members say i heard your ad or i saw your ad or and it's they say good go tell a friend about that or something like that that's it's, that's how it many times goes down yeah so it's a good conversation starter and you know i was going to ask if you had you know, if you incentivize people for referrals and it sounds like you have a program built out for that too. So really I can see how that would just continually feed into itself. Mm -hmm. Right. And then one of the other things you brought up, um, you are on a, a fairly busy, if not one of the busier roads in the area where you are, right? You're right, basically right parallel to a, a major highway in town. Yeah, we right. can be seen from the highway, yes. That, that helps out. Yeah, good, good visibility is always, always a nice thing, right? But um, so you have that. Um, once people get into the mix, um, I know that you have, you have a lot of staff, you have different, you know, various people that have different um, class instructors, different personal trainers. Um, are they involved in the ongoing, call it nurture or, or integration or ascension of clients into the extent of you know, do, do people, does anybody walk the floor of the gym? They see somebody that's working out, offer help. Or if I'm, you know, I'm, I'm Joe that runs the spin class, you know, just kind of engage with people. Hey, come try a spin class. Is that an active role that the, that any or all of the instructors play in that integration? Yeah, it definitely happens like just sort of naturally for them, which I think goes to show for us makes us proud that we have employees that are happy to be here and that are actually happy to go above and beyond and it's mm -hmm. not you know anything that we're pressuring them to do it's just something that they're naturally doing anyways and it is very social here so you could overhear something in conversation and somebody will pick up on that and they'll say oh you should talk to so and so let me introduce you to so and so and then it makes it a lot easier for us to just work as a team mm -hmm. Got it, got it. So have a good and idea. We've even Go recruited many of our, our oh, yeah. members are like this one guy who plays tennis all the time. He just love his his passion is contagious almost. And so then once we see something like that, hey, how would you like to run? You know, you're you're in the, involved in this league. How would you like to help run it? And then you can help recruit other people and and then taking their passion and then it, that exudes even that much more and then the people that they're recruiting realize wait this guy used to be a member why is he you know it must be a great place to hang out if this guy is going above and beyond and we've done that for pickleball we've done that for tennis we've done that in the, the, the fitness once you see someone their passion and can be contagious we try and let them spread it around so yeah. that more people will be, be comfortable in that environment majority of our staff has have been members first yeah i love that too we have these conversations all the time and and uh, you know uh, everybody right now is bemoaning this nationwide labor shortage and nobody wants to work 
and where do I find people? And there are, you know, there are websites and recruiters and headhunters. But one of those conversations that I end up having a lot of times, I say, a lot of your best employees are right under your nose. They're actually paying you right now. Yeah. And if you have the right conversation and say, you know, hey, Susie, I see you always helping people around. You know, you have a great personality. People gravitate towards you. Have you ever thought of being a trainer? And it's, well, no, but now that you mention it, sounds awesome. Like, and it's one of those careers too, where, you know, people are hesitant because, you know, somebody may have a professional job or they may, you know, they may have this appearance of, you know, oh, I don't know that they'd ever, never want to do it, but there's so much reward in training and coaching. There's so much fulfillment that people get that sometimes it's not about the money for them and they can, you know, they can end up being that person who gives you three, four, you know, eight hours a week just because they love doing it. The money is cool. You know, they don't want to show up and work for nothing, but they might make, you know, $100,000 a year or $200,000 a year in some stressful job. And they're like, Hey, I just coached this spin class. We got sweaty. The music was great. Yeah. Okay. Pay me. But, but it's just really awesome to contribute. So I love that you guys have fostered that environment and are, are finding people that are already integrated. They know who you are. They know the vibe. They know the members. It, to me, it's really the best place to pick from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we've always said like we hire more for personality than we do for like credentials. Credentials you can maintain, like you can obtain or you can get them. And we know which ones we push and which we like. But, you know, again, if you have the right person, they can they can get that. You can't you can't make somebody who has all these credentials a better person per se. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. You can't coach caring. You can't coach personality. Uh, also, you don't have to untrain anybody's bad habits either. Exactly. So, right. Like, hey, right. you're just really good with people. We can get you certified on anything you want. Right. Let's figure this out. Yep. There's no certification for people skills that that I've come across that. <laughs> right. So, so that's great. So um, as we start to wind down here, um, I want to talk a little bit about where you are and you know what the future looks like uh, for you guys, for Mid Cape Athletic Club, and for you individually. I know that. Um, you recently, you, you know, um, because of some storm damage, there was, you know, you rebuilt and, and added back on, you know, some more tennis courts. You're always trying to stay at the cutting edge of fitness and health and wellness for the facility. Are there any other projects or anything on the horizon um, that, that you guys are looking at as a business or, or any big areas of personal, like professional growth for you in what you're doing? I just like going on the racket end of things. Yeah, we have the tennis. Now we just added pickleball. Uh, we used to have squash, but no longer. But I'm thinking of your know, paddle tennis. And then the key, which is out, you know, it's an outdoor winter thing as well. Also, you know, getting some, just to keep the people here. One of the things we I, we like on the sociability of, of, of things, people, stand around and you know they, they play their tennis they have a beer or wine after and then people would just leave because they didn't have food so we said all right how can we keep them longer oh let's have another whole food section so now we incorporated meals and we hired another person they make pre-made meals so now that people don't have to leave here to go out to eat they can have a quick meal and then stay and socialize a little bit more adding maybe some ping pong tables we have a little room that we're going to be doing that a little bit so it's kind of a racket sport and 
I don't know if you if you haven't played tennis or or racquetball, but every tennis player in the world thinks they're the best ping pong player there is. And so now we have a couple of tables and now show us and then they'll stick around playing some ping pong, have another beer. So it's making them feel like you said earlier, their third destination. We want that's what we want to be. And that's one of the things we kind of stress is a very casual atmosphere where you can get fit and have fun. Ping pong is a good cool down from tennis, right? There you go. Well, that, that message, well, it depends on how strong of a ping pong player you happen to be. Yeah. Well, for me personally, I'd say not that strong, but, but it sounds, it's, it could be fun until it gets it's wildly competitive and that could be fun, but I know I'm not that good. So, yeah. um, on the on the individual front, any are there any um, business related skills, personal development, technical things, any any advancements as far as your your roles in the business that are on the horizon for either one of you? Areas that you're just looking to improve yourself to be able to bring more to the table in the business. Um, yeah, no, for me, for me personally. You know, I like I said in the beginning, I grew up here. I came here as a kid. I would play with my cousins. You know, this is sort of where we would come to hang out. And I just remember this feeling of like this really being the place to be. Like this is just where everybody would come to be. And I I want to go, you know, dirt. Actually, I would say a lot of my time here, even though it's only been a short time, has been dealing with COVID and dealing with a pandemic and trying to maintain that social aspect, which was a lot of what brought our members together. And going forward for me in the future is, is just continuing to give back to the community and continuing to build the community and continuing to be that place for year rounders on the Cape. Awesome, awesome. So you mentioned COVID and for the most part, fingers crossed, I think we're, we're hopefully on the other side of it. Um, you know, every, everybody got hit pretty hard for that. And that's kind of the, I guess the last topic we'll hit is, you know, what did that look like for you? And, and for me, I'd like to find the upside in anything. I know it allowed you time to, to do some construction there, but are there any other business best practices, any other adjustments, anything else that you had to adapt to because of COVID that you're kind of carrying on now that we're mostly out of it that are, are helping the business? Hmm. Well, one of the things that we're also known as the cleanliness of our facility is is vital, especially in the fitness. And so, and we, we have this machine that really helps kill off the virus. And so spraying down the equipment, which he's always done anyway, now it's even that much more emphatic, but it's one of those, we've always done it. So we're now continuing it. It just makes it more, oh, people are more aware of how clean we always have been. And we're just continuing on on that. And when we did close for about a, a two month period, we just, we sanded and painted pretty much everything that was sandable and paintable. It just, it just make it look and feel fresh. And so that was a, a good thing everywhere from on the courts, everywhere. We just went crazy with paint, that's for sure. And then, uh, and so that was one of the things. And, and then that's where so many make comments of members because it looks so fresh and new. And then, and we've been here for, you know, 40 something years, but it was always compared. Oh, I was over this other place. Oh, they're so dirty. Oh, they're so this. But we just, just have to maintain that. And that sense of cleanliness carries over from 
whether whether it was because of COVID, but no, we were doing it before. We're still doing it. We just did it more so and still do it on a real regular basis. Yeah, definitely maintaining certain standards like that. Definitely the this cleanliness standard and and to our surprise, I think that there was so we didn't really lose a lot of members um, even when we closed. So we really like sat down with our staff and acknowledged that and was you know showing gratitude for that and just trying to kind of realize what obviously we're doing something that's working so what's working and just continuing to reach out to people whether we're picking up the phone and actually calling them and saying hey how are you doing during this not even talking about your monthly dues like how are you doing don't worry about that you're we will put it on hold and we'll figure it out at a later time but just continuing to check in on people on a personal level and i think the other aspect that i that was brand new to us that was scary at first but we've flourished is going online we've never done anything online and it forced us to we had to have instructors you know teaching whatever class in their kitchen and just having people sign up for things online and just introducing zoom and we never did that before it was very paper to pen and people would call and people would come in and so we had to kind of find a way to connect with people outside of the club in order to get them to continue to come into the club. Got it. So really embraced a lot of technology, yeah. a lot of the cleanliness, spruced the place up. So you, you took advantage of it, you know, call it the, the silver lining in the COVID cloud. So definitely right. some, some good things that came out of that, but I'm sure happy as, as we all are to be mostly on the other side of it. Right. Yeah, for sure. Fantastic. So we are we are definitely on the other side of the, the time that we have allotted here today. So before I let you go, the last question is just going to be uh, for our listeners, if if they want to find you anywhere, uh, social media, websites, all that, where can we find uh, Mid-Cape Athletic Club? We're at midcapeathletic.com and it is Mid-Cape Athletic Club on Instagram. Fantastic. All right, you too. It's been a pleasure having you. I appreciate you taking some time out of your day to chat with us. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. You're, you're very welcome. And to everyone out there listening, as always, thank you for spending part of your day with us. We appreciate your time. We hope you found value and inspiration in this episode. If you'd like to hear more, click the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. To everyone out there in Jim Lords Nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives. Jim Lords, Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, GYMLORDS? 
welcome back to another episode of the Gin Lords podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I'm here with Matt and Jess from CrossFit Igneous in Tomball, Texas. What's up? How are we doing today? What's up? Doing hey, good. Doing Happy to be great. here. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. All right. So let's waste no time getting into the details here. How did we get started? What made you guys want to own your own facility? Yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a funny story. Um, I, tr- I started out actually selling insurance and just never really thought, you know, that that was going to pan out for me. That wasn't something I really wanted to do. I've been training my entire life. I've trained people traditionally, just old school bodybuilding. And, um, you know, Jess and I got together and uh, basically, long story short, we met somebody who ended up being our one of our investors in the gym and we, we got Igneous started. So... Awesome. Okay. So kind of unexpected, but you know, unexpected. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) A good path. So that's cool. So now within the facility, what are your roles? Are you both in the facility all the time? Do you kind of go back and forth? How does it, how does it work? Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty much coaching majority of the time. We do have quite a few coaches and that helps us out a lot. Uh, Jess does a lot of the back end stuff. So more of like, uh, the, the admin stuff, making sure people are paying memberships and checking on people if they've been missing and all of the stuff that, you know, kind of goes unnoticed in the backside, but it's really important. Yeah, know? we have two kids, six and four, so okay. you know, we, yeah, we we're pretty have, busy like yeah, all the time. So we try to, we yeah. try to balance the roles. But the kids are like always up at the gym with us, so it's, it's a lot of fun having them there. Definitely. Yeah, that's good that you can bring them along with you. It makes things, I, I mean, actually, I don't know if it makes things a little bit easier or not, because it's a, a distraction for sure, I'm sure, while, yeah. while they're it's, there. It's but. a distraction, but I think it kind of creates a good atmosphere for people coming into. They kind of see family-owned gym, you know, we're up there yes. 24-7 together, so it's really inviting, kind of, you know, when you see that, at least I feel like. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So now what does your business model look like? Are we doing open memberships, group classes, semi-private, <laughs> one-on-one? How are we structuring things within the business? Yes, yeah, so we do a little bit of everything. We're, we're, we're pretty traditional as far as group classes. We have them throughout the entire day. Um, we, we offer open gym early in the morning, kind of after our 5 a.m. class every day at 6 a.m. And then we offer it in the afternoon as, as well at 3 p.m. So we have two slots that, you know, I, I would like to be able to do more, but with, we run a lot of classes. I mean, we run them all day. The only time we're really not running group classes is during the mid part of the day. Um, and that's actually when I do most of my one-on-one. So I'll finish our morning group classes up, our sessions, and then usually I have two to three people coming into the gym for some one-on-ones as well. Okay. Yeah. That's good because a lot of times that space midday is just empty. Right. So if you can fill that with those one-on-one sessions, that's ideal because there are so many gyms out there that are just, you know, open in the morning, open in the evening. And then that we were, we were empty for a while. (laughs) We were like, man, like we have this big space. Like, you know, we thought about renting it out. So, you know, we had a dance company ask if we could do that. It ended up not working out because we don't have AC, typical CrossFit gym. But um, yeah, and then we were like, you know, we need to utilize it. So he really started to hone in on the the one-on-ones personal training. And that's, that's a lot of missed revenue. If, you know, yes. if, if you're not doing one-on-ones, it can make up a lot of money, especially for some of the months that aren't, you know, as good as others. So Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. And then 
kind of along those same lines as far as revenue goes, do you also offer semi-private sessions? Because during that time, I mean, there is a large gap of time, but you're limited as far as how many people you can serve right. during that time. So yeah. is that also something that you do as well to yeah, increase I mean, the amount of people you can serve? Oh yeah. No. So we, yeah. So there's a, there's a couple of people that I train that also bring uh, friends as well. And they kind of do like a, a tiny group session, if you, you know, whatever you want to call it, but mm -hmm. it is still private, you know, it's still um, catered to each and each of their needs, right. Specifically. Right. So Awesome. Yeah. Okay. And now how many members overall within the facility are you currently serving? Yeah. So our total membership right now, we're, we have around 250 members okay. and, and we, we're pretty good about retaining that. You know, we, if we lose some, you know, in the month or at the beginning of the month, we're pretty good about having a good pipeline uh, in place as far as people coming in. If we were to lose people, it kind of takes up for that. And some, you know, if we're lucky, we'll gain a few more, right? Yeah, <laughs> um, but for the most part, we kind of hover around that number. That's where we've been for actually since post COVID. That's the highest we've been. We actually gained membership after COVID, which is wow. a blessing. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's good to hear. So now, is that a place where you're comfortable with 250 members, or are you looking to add to that membership? Yeah, our goal has always been 300. That's always been something in my head. I'd like to see us around 300, and we can facilitate it for sure. Um, we've got about a 6,000 square foot facility mm -hmm. and, you know, you know, we run so many classes. They really, I mean, we very rarely get over 25 people in a class. Okay. Um, so it's nice. It's manageable. And those classes that do um, get a little bit bigger, typically, I, I mean, I've got like nine coaches. So one of them is usually always working out so I can pull one in if I need to also. Right. Kind of help out. Okay. Yeah. That's but it's crazy though. I mean, you know, when we first started out, it, we had like no one, you know? So like back then, like even imagining having 300 members is insane to think about. And we're yeah. so close to it. It's, it's, I think it's the crazy. first month that we, Absolutely. you know, we've actually pulled some money and I think we had like 35 members, maybe, yeah. you know, just in the red, just trying to figure it out. So, oh, yeah. 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 I mean, most gyms are not uh, profitable until year five. Yeah, so we were we were there year one. We we uh, we hustled pretty hard. So we yeah. started off in a in a much smaller facility, and then you know we, we were going out all around town, put flyers up, and offering you know discounts for firefighters mm -hmm. and you know anything that we could possibly do. We were doing it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's good to hear that you guys were actually profitable in year one. You know, yeah, that's, yeah. that's really good to hear. I mean, obviously you're very growth oriented and, you know, that was like the only option. So that's awesome. Yeah, the only way is up. And I would come to find out that most, you know, from what we hear is a lot of gym owners just don't call people back or don't respond. Mm -hmm. um, so I've learned early on, as soon as I get an email, as soon as I get a phone call, a text, I just immediately get on the horn and try to close it you know and so yeah I've just done that since day one and it's really it's really paid off yeah that's a, a really good um, kind of piece of advice to people I mean over 80 yeah. percent of companies report that they have no systems in place for lead nurture you right. know so it's like all of these people show interest in the facility and nobody's reaching out you nobody's know nobody's calling yeah. them texting them getting them to come into the facility you know and that's yeah. just 
we always ask people too, like when they first reach out, like, oh, like, how did you hear about us or whatever? And they're like, well, you know, I've been looking around. I called like five gyms and you guys are the only ones who called me back. You know, it's It's, crazy. It's it's pretty bizarre. You know, you have a lot of, it's unfortunate some of the gyms that have, you know, closed down, especially since COVID, but you know, you, you basically got a 24 hour window and that's in, in, yeah. in my eyes. And then that's, that's that the window's kind of closed, you know, mm-hmm. if you're lucky, maybe, but you, you got to get it while you can, you know? Right. Absolutely. The sooner, the better, you know, yeah. as soon as they click that button or, you know, however they're coming in, that's when they're thinking about it. That's when it's right. on their exactly. mind. So the faster you can reach out to them, the better, you know, if you wait a week or, or whatever, it's like, they probably found somewhere else to go then. Yeah. Um, Okay, so now, as far as your marketing goes and getting the word out there now, what does that look like? How are you getting the word out there about your facility and what you do? So we're 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 really kind of old school. We're we're like word, word of, of mouth, mouth, you know. Yeah. We we do, you know. Jess does our our Instagram and and she does a really phenomenal job with the schmicks videos and we very people, yeah we're know. big on tagging people reposting they'll repost and other people see it but we're we really don't run like specials you know we're not one of those gyms that's like hey this month it's a hundred dollars i no. i did that early on did, and it yeah, just sets you up for failure does, yes. you know and in, in, in our opinion you you get a hundred dollar client that's exactly how they're going to act right yep. so <laughs> so you know what i mean you got to have high standards and, and yep. that also means that you've got to hold your end of the deal right you got to have a clean gym you got to be on point with your coaching your coaches have to be on point because at the end of the day you know they're looking at it like i i want to get what i'm paying for right so mm-hmm. so we learned early on to kind of stay away from that uh, but for the most part word of mouth and w- another thing that we do um we very rarely will charge a drop and be now somebody, you know, somebody wants to buy a shirt. Sure. Um, but I have people write me reviews. Um, so if you drop in, we kind of trade off, just tell me about your experience. Give me a review. And we've got almost 150 five-star Google reviews on, on Google, yeah. you know, so I'll take a great review over at $20 or, you know, for an hour because right. What's the first thing you do? You Google someone and you look at the reviews and whoever pops up first or whatever, that's usually yep. who people go for. So, so you see CrossFit Igneous hundred some odd reviews and then the next one's got you know, like 20 maybe, you know, so who, you know, what are you going to look at? Right. So yeah. we try to really stand out, you know, definitely. Yeah. I like that you said that, you know, about pricing um, and, and running these specials. And there are so many facilities that run these like low barrier offers, just trying to get people in the door and they just don't realize, you know, and then it's like, well, nobody's sticking around or we can't have, we can't find people that are actually interested in what we do or, you know, and it's like, there's a connection there, you know, sometimes people just want to come in and try something new or, you know, mm-hmm. hop from gym to gym and they tend to not be so serious. Like they, they maybe aren't necessarily looking for CrossFit or they right. don't have specific goals that they're looking to achieve. And, and like you said, you know, they come in and they tend to be like lower, I don't want to say lower quality. No, but I know exactly what you're saying. Right? Yeah. And well, another thing too that you run into is, well, great, you get 25 people from this. They're all paying a low membership and then you saturated your classes, right? So now you've got all these full classes. You've got other members that are paying full price that want a good quality workout and and the class is saturated, right? Right. Um, So there's a lot of things that go into that. And and, and we've done it before. I mean, it's, 
honestly, it's a disaster. Stay away from it. So yes, absolutely. Cre create creating. the value and know your value and stick to your guns. That's what I would yeah, say. It's really like we found like people don't appreciate it as much as the people who are paying what we're actually worth. Right. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You get into a situation where you're working more and earning less. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. The and clients that you have aren't getting the results that they're looking for either because they're not really serious, you know? Right. So it's like and, and one thing that we do, and this is, I have a really good friend in the gym. He's kind of like a business mentor. Mm -hmm. um, and one thing that he had me do is we, we walked around the gym together and we just looked at everything. Like now, fresh eyes. Fresh like, eyes. You know. You're the first person walking to the gym. What do you see? You've got clutter in the corner. You've got unorganized dumbbells you've got trash outside you've got three different mop buckets in the back with old mop heads and these are all things that you don't really think about but from a new person coming into your gym you got to really look at everything as a whole am i organized am i clean you know and try to try to make it the best setup as possible and i don't i don't think a lot of people do that no no they don't really pay attention to the perspective from a client walking in the door, you know, a lot of times right. I think that kind of gets forgotten. So that's definitely a good point there. Now within the facility. So something that also gets overlooked is the clients that are currently in your facility are your greatest source of revenue because they purchased from you in the past. So they're more likely to purchase from you again, whether that be renewing a membership or a higher level of service, whether that be fitness, nutrition, accountability, supplementation, whatever it might be. So are there any other services that you are providing for your clients that are already in the facility? So, you know, we're, 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 we're pretty traditional. I don't really do supplements. Uh, we do partner with a company. Um, and again, it's another friend that started his business within our gym. It's, uh, it's a nutrition company. So we mm -hmm. offer these challenges, not like the gimmicky, you know, 30, you know, the whole 30. It's an actual challenge where if you sign up, it's a complete breakdown of what you should be eating personally, what fits for you, and we've seen tremendous results. As a matter of fact, we've gained a lot of membership from that as well. Yes, yeah, they're absolutely. called the, the Transformation Project is mm -hmm. what they call themselves. But it's a it's a 42-day thing. Yeah. Um, but people are really losing weight, getting in shape, you know, have changing their whole mindset about nutrition. And, which, um, which, you know, is a big deal. But, I mean, we, we also, you know, we're we're really good on holding people accountable as well. So we're on yes. people. We're we're very involved with our members we're not just a mill where we have people coming in we take the time to really get to know and you know yeah. check on people matt's really good about um social cues i guess like reading people and stuff if someone comes in they're a little more quiet he's like you know what's going on are you all right and just building those relationships and strengthening those and reaching out when they leave and you know a little text or something can really go a long way with someone like hey you did right. so great today like i'm proud of you but we do like social outings and stuff like that as well kind of you know the normal stuff we'll do a guy's night girl's night uh obviously we got friday night lights going on right now so that's a big event for us as well awesome okay yeah i mean accountability is something that 
people need, you know, it's like above anything else, typically accountability is, is what people really need. Somebody waiting for them or encouraging them or keeping them on track. You know, that's what people lack most of the time. So if you can do that, that also builds trust and builds better relationships with your clients and they tend to get better results and stick around longer. And that's great. Yeah. Not just that, you know, our big thing when we started Ignis was we wanted to get a good core base of, of clients, not just people coming in to work out, but people that would take the time to go up to other new people and say, Hey, this is what it's like. Matt's a good guy. Jess is a great, you know, lady. They, they're going to take care of you. And it, and it's a, it, and it honestly, that's what's helped us the most outside of word of mouth. When people come in, that's just the type of community that we've created is, just welcoming and and we preach it and we preach it if you see somebody new go up and talk to them i mean it's a big deal for us i mean or someone new in the class you know we'll introduce them during the warm-up or something you know make just making people feel welcome and we don't want to just say we're a family gym we don't want to just say oh we have a good community because you hear it all the time we want to actually (laughs) show that and, and, and you know what i mean yes yes absolutely i do hear that all the time and especially you know community within CrossFit boxes is huge. Right. You know, what a lot of them are built on. So there are so many facilities that say, you know, we're all about community. We're all about community. So, exactly. you know, to actually be able to portray that within the facility. Yeah. It's really deal. cool. You know, we've, we've seen people get married, like, you know, meet at our gym, get married. Yeah. Kids. Like, yeah. We have people who hang out on the weekends and they're just like, lifetime best friends now from the gym it's really cool just to see all of the things that come from the community aspect of it all and and really you know when we started Ignis, we just wanted it to be a place where there was no judgment you come in and everybody's equal we're all friends we're all family we're all here for each other and and we when we really try to stick to that so yeah it's pretty pretty big for us absolutely now as far as goals go and main focuses for 2022 what are you directing most of your attention to this year what are you looking to accomplish yeah so we've already made one big one we did a uh, which is a really scary deal we did a price increase and we did that after covid again going back to yeah we you have know, been talking about doing it for a long time and, it, and it's hard to pull the trigger you've got to really yeah. present it the right way and and you've got to go you really have to go in knowing you're going to lose members it's just going to happen but typically the members that you lose are the ones that you, I hate to say, need to get rid of, but are the ones that maybe got in on a deal or maybe, you see what I'm saying? So now you've got everybody on a streamlined system. Everybody's paying the same price. We kind of just, our main focus starting out this year was kind of restructuring, not just our billing, but how we want to run the gym in general, right? Our coaching, we've stepped up our coaching. We meet with our coaches. We're really hard on them as far as work in the room, breaking everything down. So we, we've tried to create a lot of value and show that. I also ordered a bunch of new equipment and then we did the price increase. And so now we're just trying to really maintain and keep that, keep that vibe going. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That's good to hear that you did do that price increase. That's something that a lot of owners want to do, but are afraid to do. And like you said, you do lose some members, but kind of going back to like what we said before, you know, those people that you tend to lose are typically the ones that aren't as invested in that. Correct. Yes. Issues and headaches along the way. Don't really value it. Yeah. What's that? just don't really value it right yeah exactly and so and and we've seen a big shift i mean i i 
we've re we were retaining more members, yeah. um, which is good. You know, but those... it is a lot of hard work, you know, with that, we wanted to follow through and really provide like the best, be the best we can be and do the best we can do as far as coaching goes. So um, it's definitely a lot of work, you know, with that price increase, but you know, it, it's really paying off for us. Yeah. I would we, say if you're going to do it, no, going into it, you need, you need to prove yourself. You can't just go in there and say, this is what we're doing. You know, good luck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And the wording that you use when you do increase the pricing it's is very important, important as yeah. well. Yes. yes. We did lots of uh, email revisions and uh, yeah, we, we, we started with just kind of a basic letter, just like, Hey, we have some changes. And then we presented it kind of after we started making some changes to our structure, as far as like programming, coaching, kind of, you know, did some different things in the gym to kind of create a little bit more value. And then we presented, you know, the letter, Hey, this is what we're doing. This is what's going on. Big changes, but it's going to pay off. It's going to help you guys out. That kind of stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And most people are receptive to that and understand, you know, right. they understand that that money is going back into the business and is going to make the place even better for them. But like you said, you know, yeah, you have we to were and deliver. with like, how are people going to react to this? But we got great feedback and people were like, well, you know, not, for you. not like, just that it goes back to like those real loyal key members, right? The ones that kind of walk around and say, Hey, this is going to be a big deal. This is going to be a good thing for us. So kind of walking those people that were kind of on the fence, like, man, that's a little bit of money. I'm not, you know, those are, those are those times where you really need those key members, right. To step yes. up and, <laughs> and it does, it, it, it really helps out. So. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So now if there are any, what are the kind of key challenges or bottlenecks that you're facing in the business right now? Typically there's something that's kind of, uh, you know, top of mind. So are there any key challenges or bottlenecks currently that you're kind of working through? I, I would say the main one would be nobody is going to run your gym like the owner, right? Mm -hmm. So getting your coaches in line with your values is very difficult. Even though we pay our coaches well, we preach it. It's still an ongoing, um, it's just an ongoing, I don't want to say fight, you know, between them because they're the best coaches. We have phenomenal coaches, but to do things exactly like I like them to be done. Right. right? Mm -hmm. And I think if I can eventually get all of us there, that's when, you know, it's next level, good to go. Don't have to worry so much about stepping away. Don't have to worry about taking those weekend trips. And right now I do have a little bit of worry with that when I step away, you know, are things going to be streamline like when I coach or like when I'm there and I'm kind of overseeing everything uh that would be probably our, our biggest yeah um you know challenge right now I guess you could say right yeah absolutely it makes it hard to step out of the business at all and you know as we know we can't work on the business if we're constantly working in the business exactly. but that transition and delegating tasks and allowing other people to come in and take over some of the things that you're doing is really challenging. And I experienced that myself, you know, it was like, it would make me super anxious to let go of any piece because you yeah. hold yourself at a high standard, you provide a high level of service. And it's like, you don't want that to dip at all. Right. right? Exactly. That's so, the thing. And it's really hard to be able to rely on somebody else to provide that same level of service because like you said, nobody 
cares about your business more than you do. Exactly. And I, and I, and it's so important. And I, and I know that, that it's important to be able to step away and take a deep breath and come back and yeah. I'm rested and my mind's clear mm-hmm. and, and I don't do it as much. And that's, you know, you know, slap on the wrist on me, but I, it's like you said, it's hard to step back, let somebody take over the reins when you're constantly worried, like, Oh man, like, I don't know if they're ready for it or so it's, it's definitely a challenge. We see it. We're working on it. And that's something that we were really hoping to improve throughout the rest of this year. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That is one of the most challenging pieces. You know, you get to a certain level and then it's like, you do need to take that time to be able to step back, to look at the business and focus on where it's going and the growth in the future. But at the same time, it's like, you're so tied to maintaining that level of service that it's kind of like a struggle. So yeah, and that, yeah. it's another struggle too, when you, like I said, I have so many great coaches and some of them, of course, been in the game a little bit longer, a little better, better than others. And sometimes it's a little hard when you, when you kind of have to break down a coach and say, Hey, you know, these are the things that you're doing. This is what I want you to do. Kind of like a coach evaluation and they want to do it that you, they think they're doing it, but they're not. So, you know, yeah. it's just having the, those tough conversations, having those tough conversations, are, you know, or yeah. challenging, but it is absolutely. I know. Cause you want to, uh, obviously maintain a good relationship. You want to praise them, but you, you don't want to break them down too much, yeah, right? right. Yeah. Like balance of, you know, friendship, but like I'm kind of your boss, but yeah. you know, like, you're doing great, but you could do this. And yeah, so. absolutely. Managing we're, people is... We're always asking um, our clients for feedback too with, with our coaches and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of on the sly, you know, like, hey, yeah. how do you think about so-and-so? And we're, and we're good too, you know, we're, we don't hover. We just kind of sit back. We, I watch them. I let them do the class. I don't intervene. And then we kind of talk about it, you know? Right. Yeah. But it, it's just one of those things that's hard, you know, when you're not there, you know, our coaches can be on point, know what we expect of them when we're there, when they know we can see what they're doing. And then we step away and we're right. like, have no idea. And I'm sure that's a challenge for anybody that listens to this. You yes, know. absolutely. I'm sure a lot of people are shaking their heads because I can relate to that. You know, it was the same yeah. kind of thing. I always tried to keep a very open dialogue mm-hmm. with the staff and I always let them know, you know, if I don't address something that you're doing that you could improve on, then that's on me because right. I'm holding you back from, from you getting better. Right. Yeah, and I, and I think too, it also goes back just like your clients in the gym, you have to show your coaches that you value them as well, yes. or else you're really not going to get, you know, the, the, the type of quality coaches you want. That's why we, we pay our coaches. We, we treat them to things. We do Christmas dinner. You know what I mean? So we try to stay a really tight knit family. That way, if they are feeling some type of way, they can just talk to me about it. They don't exactly. you know, become standoffish and lack their coaching and, and right. the gym suffers. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Kind of maintaining that same community feel with exactly. the as well. Yeah. All right. So now uh, one thing that I always love to ask every gym owner that I speak with is mm-hmm. if you could provide a piece of advice to somebody who is considering opening their own facility, going their own way, doing their own thing, what would that be? I would say um, just be real with people. Don't try to be somebody else. Don't try to act certain type of way. I mean, you are who you are. Um, try, if you're starting a business, like I was saying in the beginning, find those core members and have them help you build your business. Uh, it's hard to do by yourself. You, you need people in your corner 
So try to always be good to people and don't make your gym about you. No one cares if you're a good athlete. No one cares if you've gone to the games. They care that you're a good person. They care if you, you care, care about them. them. Yeah, That's right. the main thing uh, that I would tell people. And I've, and I've been caught up in that before, right? Wanted to be the top-notch athlete. Wanted to be number one. And people honestly don't care. And they don't, excuse me, they don't like, give a shit, you know? I mean, no. <laughs> so, I mean, your, your gym will suffer if you do that. I mean, in my opinion, so. Yeah, right. Yeah, it has to be about them, not about you. Yep. Make your gym about everyone else. That's yeah. that's the best advice I could give you. Yeah. Care- just believing in yourself. Yep. You know, there's a lot of self-doubt throughout, you know, owning a business and um, just believing in yourself and pushing yourself. Really. And I and I tell my coaches this every every week in an email, have meaningful conversations. Don't yeah. just go up to somebody, have a two-second conversation, have a meaningful conversation that they will remember with somebody. Right. And mm-hmm. I think that's really important, you know? Absolutely. It goes a long way. Yep. Awesome. All right. So as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? Yeah. So we're, our website's uh, just www.crossfitigneous.com. Pretty simple. And then on Instagram, we're CrossFit underscore Igneous. And then on Facebook, I guess you just type in CrossFit, CrossFit Igneous. <laughs> <laughs> just as all that. <laughs> all right cool simple and straightforward we like yeah. That. yeah we're pretty much like mostly instagram we do lots of like yeah. stories and we're doing reels and stuff now but definitely and, give us a follow yeah. we, we would love to have you follow us absolutely all right awesome so matt and jess from crossfit igneous in tomball texas thank you so much for taking the time to join us it's been so great having you both on the show today thank you for having us yes thank you Absolutely. And to all of the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you'll be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.